0: Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. What determines inside of the law who gets the kids and who doesn't get the kid? and what, As a parent, what, how do you prepare for that?
1: So this goes back to like movies always portraying like kids, you know, it's like pull, pull, pull. Yeah. That's actually not how it works. So generally all States prefer joint custody. So there's not going to be like, you know, the, the courts believe that kids deserve a mom and a dad. Okay. So just because you're getting a divorce doesn't mean your kid's getting a divorce. So that's the number one thing that people have to know. So it's not going to be like a custody battle. I like to view it as like a parenting plan. So we try to figure out a, a plan for the kids so that they're not going back and forth too much, that they're still stable. But it's everything is adjudicated on the best interests of the children. And you know, it's a very vague standard, but basically people try to keep things the same. And the way I tell it is the more involved you are with your kid's life prior to the separation, the more likely you're going to keep it that way. So, but that doesn't necessarily mean like, let's say, you know, in a two person household, if for example, the man works and the woman is stay at home. So maybe the woman's been with the kids all her life. That does not necessarily mean that in a divorce, the dad won't get them at all. He might have to work up to like a even schedule, but maybe you'll start off with like, let's try every other weekend and a midweek visit. And then if that goes well, we increase, 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 we step up to a nearly equal plan. Yeah. So, we, you know, we always try to do that, keeping the kids in mind so that the kids aren't jarred. You know, kids are the most important thing in the divorce because they didn't deserve any of this. You know, if you talk to any child of divorced parents, they don't want that. They don't want that. They don't deserve that. And I think you, for me, my most important concern is the children, even though I never get to talk to them that's all I care about
0: what is it that complicates it is it the parents is it the 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 situation because the law is the law but what do you find that complicates that situation because I hear a lot of stories
1: well I think it's two things you know I think people when they get divorced they like to fight and number two lawyers like to make money so they want you to fight because they make money. So it's this cycle. you know. They Instead of calming you down and trying to get you to settle, they try to rile you up to fight, go to court, keep yeah. going, keep going, pay me. So that's, that's the vicious cycle. People are angry. Lawyers want to make money. People are angry. Lawyers want to make money. Yeah. So it just keeps going. Um, so I think the only way that you can combat that is to really be in the know. And there is a new generation of lawyers coming up other than me, that really advocates for collaborative divorce. Sometimes it's not possible, but most of the time it is. You just have to focus on the issues, you know, not, not the hate.
0: And if you're looking for a collaborative divorce, when you call your office, like let's say I, I was wanting to be a client, do I specifically state that or is that something that inside of that first consultation, you guys just, you agree upon and when you introduce it to them?
1: I don't agree on it because you have to agree with the other side, but right. with the initial consult, we go over like the issues of your case and as well as the options for handling your case.
0: And in order to get um, that collaborative divorce, the other person has to be in agreement. It's not something that you can initiate and then it just happens. It has to be in agreement. All right. Yeah. Just to be clear. Awesome. Um, for low income people, right. Cause you have the different uh, classes, but for somebody who doesn't or can't afford a lawyer, <laughs> What options do they have?
1: Um, They can do legal aid. Okay. So there's two clinics that I like to refer people to in LA, Harriet Buhai and Levitt and Quinn. And um, my staff will refer them if they can't afford an attorney. Right. So you can try to go and see if you qualify for a legal clinic. And then if you don't, then you could probably just represent yourself as a high majority of people represent themselves.
0: And that's possible that you can, that's, do they have to do anything or file anything in order to, to do that, to, to represent themselves or they just show up?
1: Um, yeah, you just have to go to the courthouse and then file something and then they have a self-help center there and they can help you. Awesome. Uh, Except because it's COVID. So right now you can't. So right now. COVID.
0: So right now with COVID, there's like a whole new, is it, it's like a new way of dealing with divorce? How do you go through a divorce now with COVID then?
1: Well, if you have attorneys, it's the same thing. The courts are still open. Okay. Even if you don't have attorneys, the courts are open now. So it's, it's the same. I mean, there might be a little bit of a delay, but it's the same.
0: Now in California, um, when I went through my divorce, they, I was, I had to wait six months. Why is there a six month waiting period? Towards getting a divorce before the, the I guess you got the final stipulation and the judge it's signed and you're officially declared single.
1: The six month waiting period runs from the time that you're served the other side. So basically if you file for divorce January 1st mm. and then you don't get it served on the other side till June 1st, then it runs six months from June 1st. So, be, you know, to be very clear, it's six months from the other side being served. So it would be, the reason there's a six month waiting period is because the legislature believes in a waiting period so that you guys can try to reconcile. So they try to give you time to try to work it out. And six months is the minimum. And again, it's six months from the time the other side is served or when the other side files a response.
0: Is there anything that can happen that can restart that clicking talk, that timer, or is it Just as soon as they're served, no matter what, that's from six months from there. Because like you were saying that the other one, it was 13 years, one of your clients, and that they went through a lot. That's also civil and there was a lot of things involved.
1: The six months is a minimum. So even if you, the other side, agree and you submit your judgment, you're going to have to wait six months. That's a minimum. In my experience, divorces with a couple of issues takes longer. So like I said, the paperwork is a walk in the park. Um, Reaching an agreement is the hardest thing. So I think that's what, that's what takes the longest. So, you know, it would be great if people got divorced and they came into a lawyer's office and said, we agree on everything and we just want to sign papers. That's easy. That never happens. That only happens in like 5% of cases. The other 95% want blood and they want to fight. And so that's, unfortunately, the reality of my job is people that want to fight and lawyers that want to make money. So it just keeps going. It's cyclical. Yeah. So that's why divorces take so long because lawyers want to make money. Also, it's not the lawyer's fault because people can't stop fighting. So I think the only way, you know, they blame each other, you know? So like, I typically hear like, I hate divorce lawyers. They're all sharks, but then it's like, why don't you stop fighting? Well, I hate my spouse. So it's like so much hate. And then lawyers blame their clients. Right. So it's like, well, what am I supposed to do? They don't want to settle. Yeah. So I have to, keep, so they blame each other. So it's kind of like, that's yeah. how a marriage ends and then it continues on to the relationship out after the marriage, which is divorce lawyers. Yeah. So very few people unfortunately like their divorce lawyers. It's a, it's, you know, because they're hired help. And so when the money stops, they stop and they don't, people don't understand that sometimes until they get dropped and then it's like, you dropped me. And then the lawyer's like, well, yeah, you owe me like $10,000, Yeah,
0: you
1: know, but it's just this cycle. If people would stop fighting, then lawyers would stop making money. If people would stop fighting, but you, it starts with you. So don't blame your lawyer for something you did. Yeah, (laughs) That's because I always, I hear that. I hear that a lot. I hate my divorce lawyer. I paid him so much money and he did nothing for me. And then it's like, well, did you reach an agreement? No, I hate my spouse more. <laughs> and I'm like, well, that's the problem. <laughs> if you don't fight, then there's nothing to fight about. It starts with you.
0: So let me ask you a question that has nothing to do with law and has everything to do with you. Where do you go to recharge? Because you have all of these things and I can see your passion. Like I know that you you want to do good. I can see it in your face. I can, I can see it in the way that you present your stuff and what your stand is for this conversation. So, what do you do to recharge? You go to the spa, your family. Where do you go that that makes you strong again to to do another week?
1: I used to go to the spa, but then COVID. Then COVID. <laughs> no, I basically just hike a lot. I go to Griffith Park and I do a lot of like downtime recharging there. Yeah, and then I keep a pretty updated blog. So I I write a lot. I have I have a couple of books. And I write and, um, you know, to express myself. And then I'm on social media a lot. Yeah. So, do you? Find- yeah, what I do isn't easy. And, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, I want to be a divorce lawyer. And I'm like, oh, you need to think twice about that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it might seem glamorous, but it, it really isn't. Um, it really isn't. You'll see some of the saddest things you'll ever see. Uh, Cause I think it's really sad. You know, it's somebody that you used to love. And that somebody you procreated and created children with, and yet you're willing to destroy them. It's sad. I think it's sad.
0: This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you share yourself and your story, be courageous, be vulnerable. It makes a difference.